everybody, welcome to this week's Hot Take with Boba Fett, episode four. Um, my first hot take, Phil, we're just going right, to go right into it. All right. Because why, why, why waste time with introductions and all that other stuff, right? This is just, mm-hmm. this is just hot takes. This is my rambling. This is you listening to me ramble <laughs> for 15, 20 minutes. Um, this is, should have been the first episode <laughs> of the show, right? It, it should have started here with him finding Fennec, helping her. And you can see them starting the process of looking for his armor. They get the ship back, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go through all this step by step. And then the flash, flashback should have happened interspersed with him referencing the Tuscans, right? And then that's it. And then, you know, we can kind of – because we the way they had set it up is like they have flashbacks that led up to kind of current day, but it was also kind of mingled a little bit too. Yeah. It was trying to, I feel like, yeah, they either could have done that, like kind of intro this and then done a bunch of flashbacks to kind of say how we got there or – not really done flashbacks, just started from the back, right? And build up so that it kind of explains why he yeah. is the way he is now. It seems like they kind of went maybe halfway, and I don't know if it was the best way to do it. But in any event, we finally got there. Yes. We finally got to the, the table with the, the families and stuff like that. That was from the trailer. Yep, the last scene of the show. So, again, we got we got a flashback. It starts with him watching Jabba's palace. Um, you see some flashing lights in the sky. He flies Fennec. Um, I had totally forgot that she was part cyborg or I don't know what they call it. She, they, she was modded, yeah, I guess, yeah, whatever. A, a mod shop. So she was modified. And that and flash I was, was uh, what Mando used in, I think it was episode five of season one to blind Fennec. So See, yeah, that's, that's so, what I thought. Yeah. Like that's, we're seeing some Mando scenes. Yeah, it's definitely, distance. Uh, yeah. The last few episodes have kind of interspersed with that episode five, which I believe was called the outlaw. Right. So now, now essentially, um, he seems. I have just have notes just so I can remember what just happened because we just we just watched it. My brain doesn't work. Um, we get, and then they have a conversation, and then um, you know, we, Boba mentions, and this is stuff that you were talking about. It's like a turning point in his life. He doesn't want to hunt it. He wants to leave hunting behind. Right. And stop. He has this whole thing about not working for idiots anymore. He wants to work for himself. Um, the classic um, entrepreneur speech that you often hear entrepreneur but also you know he kind of said what he learned from the tuscans was that he needs and and one thing we did learn in this episode was he was with the tuscans for several years well that that was another thing that was kind of odd i'm fixing my my headset (laughs) there we go um like i I, the way the flashbacks looks like he was with the tuscans he got rescued he stayed with them for a while maybe a year right and we knew there was a five-year period between return of the jedi and And Mando mando timeline so I guess he really was with the Tuscan Raiders for five years because he the um, the I guess the latter the, this this flashback from this episode was just basically Mando season one timeline. Yeah. So yeah. that so was he, interesting. But uh, he learned from the Tuscans that he needs his own tribe. He doesn't want to just be a loner who works for somebody else. Yep. So then he gets his ship back, and they kind of do that whole scene, which is a cool cool little scene. And then, um, which obviously a little note is he refers to it as the fire spray or his fire spray gunship. Um, not what it's previously been known as the Slave One, which well, they're I mean, not using that name anymore. So. Right. I'm just saying that's more of a, a PC thing than a um, yeah, Star Wars Yeah, although somebody note. actually noted that it never actually was called the Slave One ever on like any in any films or anything like that. It's just like that's what the toy was called. Right. <laughs> so it's not like he ever used to call it something else. Right. So and, and then at this point, right where they're like they're 
blasting off or they're taking off. This is right before before the scene um, where they gun down the um, the uh, the gun. Uh, excuse me, the uh, the biker group the gang. Speeder, the speeder gang. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's like this is where the show sort of should have started episode one. Like this would have been a perfect like opening. Like it's Boba Fett not being a bubbling idiot, not knowing what he's doing. It's him taking off with the ships, a badass kind of scene, him firing, you know, that's cool action, right? You know, him sneaking. This is him. This is what you imagine Boba Fett being yeah. like, you know, awesome warrior, brave, fearless, that type of thing. Um, and, and not kind of opening it with him not knowing what he's doing, being a crime lord type of thing, which kind of really takes away from his character, I thought. Um, so he finds out like Fennec is kind of just like, I- I'll stay for the ride. So what do you think is the motivation behind Fennec to like, I mean, there's the obvious, right? She's tired of people getting her killed and all this other stuff. Do you think she's just like, she takes a, takes a risk and just like, all right, let's go do this. Or I think she, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any reason to think it's more than just her, you know, getting Boba's point of view. I mean, she's just been hired by different sides. She was with the Imperials for a bit. Um, she, I think they're special intelligence officer or something like that. And then, I mean, if we saw in the Bad Batch, she was you know hired to hunt a kid and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, and so maybe she's just like, you know what? He's got a point. Like, enough of this. Let's see what we could do if we were in charge. Because obviously he knows who she is, right? She has a reputation and yep. she knows his name too. Sure. So there's some mutual respect there, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you could kind of, for me personally, like you could believe the backstory for Fennec, like here's an assassin, blah, blah, blah. You can kind of imagine that. Um, it's kind of hard to imagine for, for whatever reason, like this huge notoriety for Boba Fett, because it's, it was kind of his upbringing is so cartoonish and like, you know, with, you know, the whole clones, it's kind of tied into like, like he should have been just a bounty hunter. His fault. I mean, that's, I, I, this is my prequel hate going on here. Like that, that should never have been tied in. That's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. But in any case, um, you know, I think it would have been better overall for Star Wars if his history wasn't tied into him being like a kid and, you know, fighting, you know, rebels or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess, the, I guess the only thing relevant is he never really had his own persona. He never really chose a path besides, I guess, revenge for his dad dying and stuff like that. But he kind of just wanted to be his dad. Yep. Now, now I guess he's, you know, OK, now it's time for me to kind of pick something else. But. Yeah. And I thought I thought that was pretty good. Um, so he goes on a little revenge tour, which is pretty cool. We yeah. mentioned he, he went after the, the bikers and you mentioned it's like, it's nice that it's just like, it was just a quick scene. Like, yep, yeah, it wasn't like he didn't stop to talk to them and give a little speech or anything like that. He just comes up in his ship and just shoots them all. So and then was, flies away. Yeah. Which is like, okay. He even you wasted munitions to like get the leader with like yeah. a, with a rocket. I thought that was <laughs> kind of a nice touch. Then he goes to the Sarlacc, looks for his armor. Um, now here's my question. I, I mean, I thought the whole scene with the Sarlacc was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, these things are pretty strong, pretty yeah. awesome. Um, and they, they almost lose the ship, but they get away. Can't find his armor. Now, I imagine, and then he, and then he, um, then he mentions, what was it part before or after he woke up where he says he can't go far with a tribe? I'm imagining it's right before he wakes up from the back to tank, right? That was the last message he said, yeah. he mentioned before. So he's kind of realizing, you know, he's um, he already negotiated with Fennec. She's staying for the ride. He's like, he's starting to think, I got to build my own team. He's like a two-man show at this point. And then he wakes up from the back of the tank, and the droid says, congratulations, you're fully healed. I'm assuming that's the end of the flashbacks now at this point, right? I would think so, yeah. 
what's the point? We know what happens next, right? He's yeah. finds Except, the armor. Yeah, well, we we went through that in season two of Mando with Cab Vanth had gotten it from the um yeah, and then he got it from him and that sort of thing. So yeah. everything's backfilled at this point, right? So, so we're all caught up from the, the moment in Return of the Jedi where he gets swallowed exactly. in the Sarlacc to current day. Um okay, so now we go to current day. It's like a quick little thing. Um you know, he goes into town. We see, am I saying this right? Chrysanthin? Yeah, Black right? Chrysanthin. Yep. Chrysanthin. Oh, there's yeah. a T in there. Um, he's, he's, I was rooting for him to pull off the arms because uh, I'm from, from the um, the line from Star Wars. Like, you know, you pull your arms out of your sockets, right? Yeah. When, when Han Solo. So, like, yes, we're going to see him actually pull some arms out. And we, we saw one, one arm go out. I was hoping it was just going to be like, and like <laughs> yeah, body falls straight down. Uh, it seemed a lot like um, A New Hope, right? When, uh, Obi Wan cut the guy's arm off, mm, and, then the, yep. and, the, and then the bar just goes back to like, like no big deal. It's good. It's a good point. It rhymes. It's like poetry. I like <laughs> it. Um, and then we get to the the trailer meeting. Uh, but Chrysanthemum, I'm assuming, is now joining his gang, right? Yeah. Whether it's the there. same, real, you know, setup as with uh, Finnick, or if he's more hired him as a hired gun, I don't know. But yeah, who knows? He's, he's part of his group now. Maybe there's some Wookie like life debt type of thing, but with actual money at this point, right? I don't know, because he's a gladiator. I thought that was awesome because that was such a waste of a character, right? Like, if there's ever any more Boba Fett shows, like, now you've introduced this character into pop culture, and, like, why would you not have this awesome Wookiee running around, like, Yeah, especially once you made it into a second episode, it's like, okay, this is more than just, like, a, a little fun nod to the people who read the comics and stuff like that. Once, once he was in the second episode, it's like, all right, now he's going to be a big character. Yeah, I mean, like, even if... I, do we know if there's going to be more Boba Fett? Because I would assume that this is a one-off kind of They haven't show, said right? there will be, but they haven't explicitly said it's only one. I guess it kind of sees, sees where it goes and then what happens in Mando Season 3 and stuff. Right. So, I mean, I can imagine we might not see Book of Boba Fett Chapter 2, Volume 2, whatever <laughs> it is, right? But um, maybe these characters will probably make an appearance on all the other shows exactly. at some point, right? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if this was going to be a long series, series show like Mando 1, Season 1, 2, and 3, this is kind of like uh, – that character could be like a, uh, a Baby Yoda character. Not like everybody loves Baby Yoda type of thing, but a character that like starts selling its own merch sure. type of thing uh, because it's, it's – it's, I think it's probably the best character on the show right now <laughs> as far as like, it's new, it's exciting, it's whatever. So I hope we see more of him to like kind of flesh him out a little bit more. Because they're really building them up because the owner of the club, I don't remember her name, um, started trying to like prevent him from ripping his arms off, right? Yeah. And told his story, right? We got his back background in a nice exactly. little kind of yeah. clever way. So we're like, aha, this is this is a guy. I wasn't sure where the arena was, but I guess it was on Tatooine because I'm assuming because she's she's famous. He's famous on that planet. Well, he's famous uh, in the universe. There was a, a whole thing oh, was it? gladiators okay. and stuff like that. So it was uh, – I, th- I don't think that was on Tatooine. It was just – a famous gladiator. It was like a whole big thing. Cause he, she seemed, uh, I guess, I mean, we just haven't really seen that many uh, galaxy wide famous people. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it, Star Wars has always been kind of regional type of thing. Yeah. And like galactic stuff is kind of, or, you know, star or it's just like, or, Oh yeah. We have like a myth or the legend of this or something like that. But right. not like, not like the internet today. Like somebody exactly. that's famous in like Korea, be like, okay, well, that's a famous Korean person. We know that person. Yeah. Star Wars doesn't feel interconnected with like a singular galaxy wide network type of thing. Um, so we then we finally get the family with the gangsters. The the Rancor is down there, so we're definitely going to see the Rancor. Yep. 
hope probably in the next episode he's going to be riding him. Um, he's definitely going to be fighting on his rancor back, I guess, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. A um, couple different things at the end was um, the neutrality. I wrote immediately neutrality is never going to work, but uh, Boba Fett then just said, I don't really trust him, but whatever. Yeah, so we'll definitely um, see what happens. I mean, it, it's kind of setting up for the, them to maybe side with him or maybe one of them to turn on him or something like that. That's what's like going to happen. Yeah. One's going to turn on him. He's going to utterly destroy him. And then with magic, like Fennec's <laughs> going to go in there and, you know, they're going to kill like everybody with like two people and a Rancor and a, and a Wookiee, I guess now, right? And, and the Biker King's going to help him get away. Yeah. And then the other, other three are going to like, so he's going to start, he's going to probably learn how to rule with, with respect and a little bit of fear. A little bit of fear. Also. <laughs> you I want have people to, have to be fear. afraid of how much they love me. So. Yes, exactly. Um, the last, the last mention of the show is like I, Boba Fett's like, oh, I find I need more muscle. Well, no, no, you know, no, duh. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that nicely at this point. So he's like, and, and Fennec's like, well, if you have credits, you could always find muscle if you know where to look. So yeah. what, where do you think that's, cause that's going to be what happens next, right? It was like, well, oh, she well, knows something. Yeah. Uh, the, the big clue is right after she says that it breaks right into the Mando theme song. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So the implication is that she's going to reach out to, to Mando and he'll come help, whether it's just him, whether it's with Bo-Katan and all them that, you know, where he left, she left them on the ship. I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, like, do you think it's Mando specifically or just Mandalorians in general? Well, that I'm not sure. I mean, it was definitely Mando's theme. So whether he comes or, or she reaches out to him and it's, it's other Mandalorians, but it's, I mean, which would make sense, right? with Boba Fett being a Mandalorian that others would come. Now, from an overall story arc point of view, right? So the last three episodes, right? Three more episodes? There's three more, yeah. There's, this was episode four and there's seven total. Yeah. So we have the Mandalorian. He come, Let's say he comes back next episode, right? The contact. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just a contact and he yeah. shows up second to last, last episode, whatever, right? Um, they probably need an episode to set up the war, an episode of the war, and an episode of them finishing up and kind of ending the thing. Yeah, see where it goes from there, setting up the, the future. Now, do you think then this sets up Mando season three? I think so. I think whether it's or at least influences it. I think that, you know, we'll, we'll know a bit more the direction of season three of Mando because we really know nothing. Right. It just ended with Luke taking Grogu and that was it right so yeah, we have yes. no idea what was going to happen so I think this this will give a little bit of direction to Mando so you've got you've got Mando you've got Bo-Katan you've got who else was on that bridge um you've got the um what's his name from the the officer oh yeah you got the dark saber kind of storyline yep. just waiting to be explored so can they go right back to normal doing some like mercenary stuff with the dark saber or do they immediately have to like figure that out? That's, that's, see, that's the only thing. That's the big thing. I mean, those are the big questions that are left. Um, he has the dark saber, obviously Bo-Katan still wants it, but needs to beat him in, in battle or whatever. So who knows what's happening with that, whether they address that here or, or I don't know. But. I'm trying to think what was, who was part of the Mandal? I mean, I've watched the end scene like a million times. Yeah, it's it's uh, the Mandalorian, uh, Bo-Katan, um, Cara Dune, Cara Dune, there's a Sasha Banks's character who was with Bo-Katan. Right. Was did she have one or two companions? So only a written in the first time she appeared, she had two. She had right. the the female and the male. But on the at the end, it was just Sasha Banks's character. Right. 
So I could see them just like being pretty like if I was whatever they did with Moff Gideon. Right. I mean, who knows? Um, I can imagine like Mando season three, just them. Oh, we had split up. We went our separate ways. We're starting a new story now. Right. Not like picking up directly after that. So this should be interesting if they try to start, you know, blending all this stuff together. Yeah, I mean, it's all supposed to be in the Mandoverse, right? I mean, it's this. There's the the New Republic, so with the Rangers of the New Republic. There's the Ahsoka show. It's all, and not that they all need to be super intertwined, but they're all. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they're right? all kind of the same timeline, so they could be intertwined. Or at least well, I I fully expected them being referenced, right? Yeah. Kind of coming in and out. But like, if Mando season two um, basically led right up to Boba Fett, book of Boba right. Fett, right? Which just now we're paying attention to what Boba Fett's doing as he sits on the throne. Because mm-hmm. um, we, we did get a glimpse of him shooting uh, Bib Fortuna and taking over the throne. Yeah, that's like a post credit scene. Right. And then um, if this leads directly into Mando Season 3, it's 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 just a linear thing, right? You yeah. can't watch Book of Boba. You, you would not be able to watch Season 3 of Mandalorian without, if, if it goes this way, without right. you have to watch uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So I don't know if there's anybody that's watched Mando season two without and then picks up season three without watching book. Of yeah, Boba it can't Fett be that many people. And, I'm, and, you know, they probably do a quick recap or, or make exactly a, a 15 minute special saying, mm-hmm. you know, what you need to know from it, season three or whatever. But. Yeah. So full takes from this episode. This is the right. This is the middle episode yep. of the season. Flashbacks are gone. That was my biggest complaint. I, I mean, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Um, is this your? This is my favorite episode so far. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely up there. I liked the last episode a lot too. I thought that was enjoyable. Um, you know, could kind of introduce the whole mods and stuff like that. I think that was fun. Um, but this one was really good too. Um, you know, because even in the flashbacks, it like a lot happened in the flashbacks. It didn't right. focus in any one thing for too long. So yeah, I think it explained a lot. And then you know, we like I said, we finally got that scene from the trailer with the family. So you kind of feel like, all right, now we're really getting into the meat of what. Right, because we don't know what happens yeah. next, right? We were exactly. we were expecting maybe this that meeting might have been like the last one of the last episodes of him like you know consolidating his power. But this is him moving yep. on. All right, we've been running a good amount of time. We always like to keep these around fifteen minutes. Do we have anything that I missed that you wanted? Uh, to, maybe just I a couple mention? little things. One thing: the the name of the episode was called the Gathering Storm. Uh, the Gathering Storm which is the title of a uh, biography about Winston Churchill, uh, how he talks about preparing for war and stuff like that. So it's kind oh, of, that's interesting. So it's kind of fitting and kind of gathering all your supplies and resources and stuff like that. And then maybe the only other thing I'd mentioned was uh, when they go to the mod shop, the guy who does the surgery or whatever, uh, the actor's name is, uh, or he's known as Thundercat. That's a musician. Uh, he's a, a famous bass player. And actually the bass line that's playing during that scene, he wrote. Oh, well, that's pretty so, neat. Just a little. That was kind. Of, that was a fun scene. I thought so. I, I mean, I really. I was. Here's me. Is like I have totally forgot that we had seen Fennec and her or innards in in a previous. Yeah, it was in, It was Mando season two when they find when he finds him again, and Mando's like, "Wait, I thought you were dead." And then she like opens up her like stomach, and that's when he, it's just like a quick little thing. I think I remember of, that now yeah. that you're reminding me that. So that I was like, "Oh yeah, I." Didn't know that. I was like, and I'm, I'm like, I was afraid to be embarrassed. Be like, did, did, we, did we? Were we supposed to know that that was a thing? But I got, it was not really, not really important overall things. Um, I'm now because this is the first time I saw it. I was I was out all day, so I'm gonna go watch all the um, YouTube's. Yeah, 
episodes of telling me what really I'm supposed yeah, to think about these things. I didn't get into like all the different names of the droids and so like there's a fun with the chef droid and stuff like that. They all have names and everything. So uh, I don't need any a, lot, of that. a lot of details about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, thanks for watching and listening. And we'll be back this weekend with our weekly show. And until then, have a good one, guys. Catch you later. Take care. Everybody.